Welcome to Season 2, Episode 47 of the Physician Assistant Exam Review Podcast. This week we're going to be covering a dermatological condition that often screws people up on exams and when they're studying it. We're going to be covering urethema multiform, Stevens-Johnson syndrome, and toxic epidermal necrolysis. My name is Brian Wallace. I'm the host and creator here at Physician Assistant Exam Review. And you can find all of the notes and old shows over on the website, www.physicianassistantexamreview.com. Uh, you can head over there, for, like I said, for all of the old notes and all the old blueprint information. It's right there, easy for you to find. So in this episode, we're going to be covering Stevens-Johnson and toxic epidermal necrolysis and urethema multiform. These always bothered me. I sort of run for the hills every time I see them. In fact, when I pulled them up, to go over the notes for today, I sort of wanted to dodge a little bit before I dove into them. And they're not as nearly, like everything else we cover here, they're not nearly as hard as what we make them out to be, what we try and what we think is going to be the hard part. So we're going to cover them today. We're going to briefly just go through these three and isolate them so that they can stand out in your head and make sure that you're going to nail them on an exam. So one interesting thing going on with the show, I got some new recording equipment. So hopefully the sound of this show is quite a bit different than it has been in the past. Uh, the system I got is, is really smooth, really slick, and it runs really, really nicely. So hopefully it sounds good on your end. You will notice a difference moving forward. I'm going to be tuning around with it and messing with it over the next couple of shows and help, hopefully get it just right. But if you think that you hear something a little bit different than you, then you certainly do. Uh, and, and if I screw up some of the sound effects today and things, uh, that's certainly part of that whole process. So as we move along, and let's keep going and hit up our priming questions for today. All right, so to begin with, let's start with what is the Parkland formula? And I bring this up because we were talking about burns with the Parkland formula last week, last episode, and with our conditions this week, they're going to be treated... Uh, need to be treated in burn units towards the end here. So I want to go over this a little bit. What is the Parkland formula? Which involves a greater surface area, Stevens-Johnson syndrome or toxic epidermal necrolysis? Which involves a greater surface area, Stevens-Johnson syndrome or toxic epidermal necrolysis? And our last one for today, does erythema multiform display target lesions or Nikoloski sign? Does urethema multiform display target lesions or Nikoloski's sign? All right, we start with erythema multiform, or, or it's also known as herpes-associated erythema multiform. All of these, these three we're going to cover today are sort of on a spectrum. Erythema multiform a little bit less and is a, a different disease, but the three of these are usually presented together because they're acute hypersensitivity reactions to either usually either infections or drugs. Erythema multiform tends to be more a hypersensitivity to an infection. Generally, herpes is the most common infection that predisposes people to erythema multiform, whereas Stevens-Johnson and toxic erythema necrolysis, I'm sorry, toxic epidermal necrolysis, is usually associated with medications. So we'll get to that in just a minute, but that's sort of the, the reason these are grouped together is because they're, they're acute hypersensitivity reactions that affect the skin. So for erythema multiform, the predisposing factors, like I said, are going to be an infection of herpes is the most common. Mycoplasma would be another one on that list. 
And then for medications, you can get sulfa drugs, allopurinol, and barbiturates are on the list. But again, it's less likely that it's going to be a drug hypersensitivity for erythema multiform. Clinical presentation. Target lesions are going to be your big one here. It's a pink-red ring around a pale center. You get a pap macular papular rash with vesicles and bulla are possible. And this may affect the mouth and eyes and give the patient difficulty swallowing. They can get itching, joint pain, and then fever and general malaise. This is this can cover large areas of the skin with this macular papular rash with target lesions. But this is also usually a clinical diagnosis, so something that you're just going to pick up. This is not going to be a, I mean, you can do a biopsy, but it's not going to be necessary. It's something that really stands out. So I recommend that you go check out some pictures and just pull these up because that'll help it stand out more, much more significantly in your head than anything I could describe here for you. Treatment. Erythema multiform is self-limiting and typically lasts about two to six weeks. So really no treatment is necessary. People tend to freak out a little bit because it doesn't, the rash isn't horrific, uh, not like the ones we're going to get to, but the, but it is pretty bad. So people don't like the idea of not doing treatments. And certainly you can use antihistamines and topical steroids, which will help uh, to control the symptoms a little bit, that itching, that uh, that pain, and that get the rash a little bit better. But it is self-limiting, and it lasts about two to six weeks. <clears throat> and obviously, if there's a component of a medication, you want to stop that medication right away. But again, typically, this is associated with a herpes infection. And if this is something that's recurrent with herpes infections, you can use an antiviral to keep it under control. Next, we have Stevens-Johnson syndrome and toxic epidermal necrolysis, or SJS, or 10. And again, this is a hypersensitivity reaction, but it's a severe hypersensitivity reaction. And this occurs usually one to three weeks after introduction of the offending agent. So what's the difference between these two? Stevens-Johnson syndrome affects less than 10% of the skin. You get 10, less than 10% skin loss. And in toxic epidermal necrolysis, you get greater than 30% skin loss. Now, I know that sounds screwy because I said less than 10 is Stevens-Johnson syndrome and greater than 30 is toxic, epider um, toxic epidermal necrolysis. So what is it between 10 and 30%? Well, it's SJS 10 overlap is what they call it. <clears throat> so there's a mix there. But it has to do with how much of the skin is, is being affected and being lost. Predisposing factors here, again, medications are the big one for this. Sulfa drugs in particular, penicillins, quinolones, phenobarbital, tetracycline, phenytoin, allopurinol, cephalosporins, NSAIDs, and anticonvulsants. I think there's a much longer list than this, but I'm just going to stop there because you can only listen to so many. But definitely go and take a second look at those because I think that list, out of all the things they can ask you test questions on, that list is going to be one of them for sure. Now, they can also have the predisposing factors of infection. It's just less likely. Then <clears throat> another thing I found was graft versus host disease can cause this. Clinical presentation in these patients, they can have a very high fever, sore throats with difficulty swallowing, lesions in the mouth, the same, a similar maculopapular rash with vesicles and bulla. The difference here is that you'll get a positive Niklowski sign, so the rubbing of the skin will lead to the, the actual sloughing off of the skin. The bulla will come right off. You get purpuric macules because the lesions... Uh, are hemorrhaging under this in the skin. And again, the lesions will merge into large bulla and slough off. You get this, this skin that just falls off the people and you get this 
uh, necrolysis of the tissue. So the skin comes off in sheets. You get this necrotic epidermis. One other thing you might want for a diagnosis is at least two mucosal surfaces need to be involved. And a a biopsy is diagnostic, but again, typically not necessary for diagnosis. Clinical exam tends to be enough when you see these people. Treatment, again, discontinue the causative substance as soon as possible. That's going to be the number one issue, of course. Hypersensitivity to a medication, stop the medication. Sort of makes sense. These patients should be treated in a burn unit. They're losing skin, so they're having trouble with electrolytes and fluid balances. So the patients need to be treated in a burn unit. Steroid use is a little controversial, and you're going to want to use antibiotics for secondary infections. So most of your treatment here is going to be supportive. You're going to want to get the fluids managed correctly. You're going to want to get the the skin managed correctly. Uh, but it's really just waiting for that hypersensitivity reaction to come down. Again, it's kind of self-limiting. There is some data showing that uh, plasma exchange may be helpful, but it's really that supportive care uh, and getting that hypersensitivity reaction under control. So I hope that makes sense to you, uh, at least in a general idea, as the spectrum uh, and I know it's not a spectrum, erythema multiform is a little bit different, but that erythema multiform, Stevens-Johnson and toxic epidermal necrolysis, you have essentially a spectrum of disease where you get a hypersensitivity reaction to an agent, an outside agent, and you get a rash because of that. In erythema multiform, that agent is usually herpes, and it's a, you get a target lesion and a pretty nasty looking rash, but it clears up on its own in about two to six weeks. And some steroids or some antihistamines will help with that. That's erythema multiform. The next step is Stevens-Johnson syndrome, which you get a a pretty nasty effect on the skin where you lose 10% of the skin, right? The patient has severe fevers, sore throat, lesions on multiple mucosal surfaces, sloughing off of of 10% of the skin. And that's generally due to medications that have been given the the patients. If they have a more severe reaction to that, you're talking about toxic epidermal necrolysis, which is greater than 30% skin loss. I mean, 30% skin loss is dramatic, right? That's a huge amount of skin loss. And again, these have similar overall symptoms, just much more severe. The the high fever, the large bulla that are sloughing off and, and skin coming off in sheets and necrotic epidermis, all that stuff. So again, it's not the, the, the biopsy that's going to diagnose this. It's going to be that clinical presentation. You're going to be able to see that. <clears throat> and to treat all of that, you're going to discontinue the causative agents if possible. Manage fluids and electrolytes. Treat the skin as appropriately and antibiotics for secondary infection. I hope that that makes sense and sort of clears that up for you. It's not going to be a real easy thing to ask test questions on. I mean, a little bit. Differentiating the two based on what percentage of the skin's affected, maybe talking a little bit about treatments, but it's not a super easy thing to ask test questions on. So I think you can nail the parts that are more straightforward sections of this, even if you don't quite get the whole thing. But I also think if you look at some pictures and some images, you'll have a little better understanding of what it looks like. All right, so that wraps up our dermatological discussion for today uh, as far as something new goes. So let's go through our study tip real quick before we move along. So our study tip here um, is going to be exactly, <laughs> honestly, it's what I just talked about. I got a little ahead of myself. It's separating the, the close 
parts. So understanding the difference between Stevens-Johnson syndrome and toxic epidermal necrolysis. So if a test question comes up that says, is this Stevens-Johnson syndrome or toxic epidermal necrolysis? Understanding the difference simply means know that SJS is less than 10% of the skin and toxic epidermal necrolysis is less than 30% of the skin. All right, it, that's the only way you're going to differentiate these two. So that's all you have to know about what the difference is, right? So it's not as complicated as it seems. Knowing erythema multiform, all you have to know there, for me, I would remember target lesions and I would remember Nikoloski's sign. And I'm going to hit this in just a second when we go over our priming questions, but erythema multiform has target lesions, right? Not Nikoloski's sign. That has to do with the skin actually coming off. That's going to be your more severe reactions. So to me, I want you to keep thinking about how you would write test questions, how they would think about separating these. If you were going to write a test question that included erythema multiform, Stevens-Johnson syndrome, and toxic epidermal necrolysis, how would you cover that? What would you use to separate those out? Well, again, really all you could use is a prodrome of herpes, a specific drug that was introduced, and the percentage of skin affected, target lesions, and Nikoloski signs. Those would be the things I'd harp on if I were writing test questions for this. So that's what, how I want you to be approaching all of this and thinking about it. All right, since I already covered it a little bit, why don't we go in and answer our uh, priming questions. What is Parkland, the Parkland formula? This is the fluid that a barren patient should receive in the first 24 hours. You do the total body surface area burned, the percentage of body surface area burned, which we went over last week. I don't want to go through it again today. Um, multiply their, by their weight in kilograms, multiplied by four milliliters of lactated ringers, and that's what you're going to give the person over 24 hours. But here's the caveat. Do you remember what that is? What what the one caveat is to the Parkland formula? You're going to give half the, the fluid in the first eight hours, half the fluid in the first eight hours, and then give the second half over the next 16 hours. Which involves a greater surface area, Stevens-Johnson syndrome, or toxic, um, toxic epidermal ne necrolysis? That should be pretty easy since we just covered it. Stevens-Johnson syndrome has less than 10% skin loss. Toxic epidermal necro necrolysis has greater than 30% skin loss. And then remember that overlap was between 10 and 30%. And then... I've covered this twice now. Does erythema multiform display target lesions or Nikoloski's sign? Does erythema multiform display target lesions or Nikoloski's sign? And this one's going to be target lesions, right? That's going to be one of the main ways we separate these apart in a test question. Pretty straightforward stuff. I think you get, I think you can handle that pretty well. All right, so that brings us to the end of another thrilling episode of the Physician Assistant Exam Review Podcast. I'm so glad that you're with me today. This is actually a ton of fun for me to produce and to continue to produce and to continue to get feedback on uh, and hear from the people who've been passing their tests and appreciative of the material I've been doing, uh, both the medical content, but also of the more, to me, the more important stuff, the uh, learning and confidence content, how much that's really helped them improve. Um, one of the places that we just hit on that was in the June issue of the Physician Assistant Exam Review Newsletter, um, Physician Assistant Exam Scholars Newsletter, I'm sorry, where we talked about your first day on the job and how that can go and how to be the best right out of the gate and where you learn real world skills as opposed to just the book knowledge and how to get your patients to love you when you still don't know anything. That's what we covered in the June issue. That issue already went to the printer, so unfortunately, you're not going to be able to get that one. I do not at currently make any old issues available uh, for for sale. So you're going to have to get in on those as they come out 
in order to get a hold of those. But someday, maybe I will. We'll see. Uh, but that's one of the places I've been sharing a lot more of that content, a lot more of that information. If you're interested in that, definitely go over and check out the email list. I'll talk about it more there. And if you haven't yet, all, uh, one more thing. If you haven't yet gotten on the email list, next week, and this is a little time sensitive, next week I'm going to be doing a giveaway. I usually do about one or two a year where I put together a package, something uh, that's really valuable as far as passing your pants, passing your exams. Uh, and I do that as a giveaway to email subscribers. So go ahead and check that out. If you're not on the email list, you will not hear about that anywhere else. So definitely go over and get on the email list uh, before next week and you will get all the information that you want as far as that goes. So until next time, I just want to say thank you so much for continuing to tune in. This has been a blast for me, uh, a really a ton of fun. <laughs> I've been messing with the, the soundboard again, so it's a little awkward for me today. Hopefully it doesn't come across that way too much. Uh, so anyway, I uh, look forward to hearing from you guys as you pass your exams and you let me know how you're making out. And good luck to everybody taking their exam this week. I'll talk to you soon. Take care.